this discussion. I just was brought in to run this company and have uh, been exposed to all of this fact, and I believe the American people should see this fact. I would have much preferred the Biden family go on record and define these facts for the American people and the globe versus me sitting here uh, having a discussion with you on it. Uh, that's Tony Bobolinsky, who's involved in the uh, the Biden family finances, it would seem. He's a very, well, you're going to hear more from him. He did an interview with Tucker Carlson last night. Mm-hmm. 60 Minutes in the New York Times and Washington Post have not uh, have not been interested in talking to him. In fact, he references that. Yeah, he's indeed the CEO of the joint venture the Biden family had with the uh, Chinese energy company. The, the very CEO. He did an interview uh, with the um, New York Post yesterday also. Let me see if I can dig that up really fast. Um, and he was uh, really confused and and angered by the fact that uh, nobody has got tried to get a hold of him from all these different organizations. Uh, I think I can find this real fast. Shocking yet unsurprising. Yeah. Just so you know the guy's a, you know, former uh naval uh, officer, but his uh, and his reputation is sterling. I mean, he is it seems spotless as a human being. Yeah, and nobody's and- even accused him of being anything. Of course, that would be acknowledging the story. Although you said the New York Times had actually uh, sniffed around a little bit. Well, that, that Ross Duthat piece, I mean, he, oh. they, they let him write that. And as you know, at the New York Times, they don't just let anything on the uh, in the newspaper. I'm sure Ross is uh, afraid for his life at this point. I'll bet he's getting a hell of a lot of pushback oh, yeah. saying that, the, that it's legitimate. The New York Times should be covering this story. Well, the young militants in the newsroom are absolutely screeching at the editor who allowed that opinion piece to be uh, written. Um, but so here's more of Tony Bublinski with uh, Tucker Carlson from last night. Joe Biden has not denied meeting with you in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. Tell us about the conversation that you had with him. Um, so I initially was sitting uh, because I got there a little earlier, was sitting with Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. And um, Joe came through the lobby with his security and Hunter um, basically said, hey, give me a second. I'll go over and give me 10 minutes to brief my dad uh, and read him in on things. And so then Hunter and his father and security came through the bar. And uh, obviously I stood up out of respect to shake his hand. And uh, Hunter introduced me as uh, this is Tony, dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. So it was clear to you that Joe Biden's son had told him about this business. Crystal clear. Um, and that's not worth digging into at all. Uh, he goes on. You know, we didn't go into de- too much detail in business because Hunt prior uh, to Joe showing up, Hunter and Jim had coached me. Listen, we won't go into too much detail here. This is just a high-level discussion and meeting. So it's not like I was drilling down with Joe about cap tables and and uh, and details. And uh, I'd be interested in what you think of all this, by the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. He sat down with Tucker for, geez, I don't know, several segments. I don't know what it all added up to, maybe 20 minutes of conversation. We'll just give you a little bit more. You were the actual business guy here who had management experience, deal experience. But it also sounds like Joe Biden was vetting you to some extent. Yes, of course. Like, um, I didn't request to meet with Joe. They requested that I meet with Joe. And, uh, you know, he's putting his, um, and Hunter says this in writing, 
it was uh, referenced multiple times, uh, they were putting their entire family legacy on the line. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were dealing with a Chinese-owned you know, uh, enterprise uh, run by Chairman Yi, CFC, that had strong financial support and political support from the Chinese Communist Party. That's how it was presented to me. That's not my own words. That's how they presented it to me and read me in on it. And uh, my they, they, they being Gillier and Hunter they Biden. They being Hunter Biden, who was very proud of that and taking credit for it when I sat with him for two hours on the patio of the Chateau Marmont in L.A. Proud that they were doing a deal with the Chinese Communist Party? Well, proud that they were that he had the relationship with Chairman Yi, who was running uh, CFC, and the ability for them to get deals done around the world and stuff like that. I was just going to say, long story short, while he was a sitting vice president, Joe Biden participated in putting together a company where his role in exchange for 10% uh, stake was he would get this Chinese communist-tied energy company uh, meetings with heads of state around the world. He touted in particular... Uh, his uh, relationship with the president of Colombia, for instance. And the problem is, you know, there may be some illegalities there, money laundering, tax evasion, something like that, um, influence peddling. Uh, but the problem is he's been lying about it. I mean, absolutely, 100% lying about it. And the press is utterly incurious. So there's the email that you probably know by now in which there's some reference about how we'll hold 10% for the big guy. And this Bubulinski believes a 1,000%, he says, that Joe Biden is the big guy. Big guy. He could be wrong. I've made assumptions about things before where I didn't even realize I was making an assumption. I thought I knew it. And then I find out I'm wrong. Um, that could happen. Um, but, but my point is, how is this not something that the the political heavyweights at the Washington Post and New York Times look into. Yeah. Well, yeah, I it's it's utterly clear to me that the big guy is Joe Biden just cuz uh Mr. Bobolinsky said he was repeatedly referred to as the big guy. Right? Uh he did meet with the FBI last week. I mean, if week. there was an email that said we're going to cut positive Sean in for 10%, I mean, I don't think there's any plausible deniability that we mean this guy over here. This guy that talked to Bobulinski, who talked to Tucker Carlson last night, he did talk to the FBI last week. He turned over three phones and a whole bunch of emails and that sort of stuff. Um, he was asked by the New York Post if he'd made an agreement with the FBI. Do you have a deal with the FBI? He said, I'm a material witness. I don't need an agreement or a deal. I haven't done anything wrong. I have zero concern. Yeah. Just telling my story. So the FBI is investigating this right now. Whether they've looked into it and determined there's nothing to it and already closed it, or they're, you know, getting everything together to make a big giant announcement, you know, next Thursday. Who knows? Because they're supposed to close these things if they don't find anything without telling us anything. Right. Unlike what Comey did. Right. Yeah. And they're not supposed to be on the clock for political reasons. They're supposed to do it the way you do it. And, you know, the political timetable is not it's not supposed to play a role. Yeah. Although, you know, I've become aware in following these things now for years and years that Often, to avoid appearing political, they'll make a political decision. Because if they didn't make a political decision, it would appear political. So, well, we're done. It's Monday before the election. Yeah, that was hard work. We really grounded out, folks. Congratulations. I'm, I'm getting bagels for everybody. <laughs> uh, no, they'll hold on to it. You don't think next Monday morning they think, and uh, you're done? Yeah, I think, I think I've finished up here. Well, at the okay, rate well, let's are- have a press conference. 
At the rate people are voting early, I'm not and sure it'll be relevant. And that Joe Biden is a criminal. <laughs> My reaction is, cool story, bro. I voted a week and a half ago. Yeah. For, for 70-some million people, that's I, definitely the story. I'm confused why people are still talking about the election. I'm done voting. What are we talking about? Yeah, the what now? Exactly. Well, there might be another 120 million people voting. It depends on how much. It depends on how many people are going to turn out. Right. And if Joe uh, Biden is handcuffed and manacled, shuffling along, uh, <laughs> heading off the, the Supermax in Colorado, that'll certainly uh, hurt him among those millions of people. Keep yapping, man. Oh. <laughs> Telling you. He's going to be sagging his pants in the prison yard, doing push-ups. So he could win... Because so many people have voted already, yet he's shuffling along in the orange suit. Right. Ankles and we have chained together. President Kamala. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll, uh, later we'll get into that. The whole uh, Kamala Harris is she just, you know, uh, her laughing about being called a socialist. And then going through her voting record, she is the most liberal member of the Senate, according to the people that uh, keep track of that sort of thing. Come on now. Maybe we'll do that later. Yeah. I got some Halloween stuff I want to get to. Yeah, her very name makes me feel less alive. I just, it saps the the joy from me. When Terrible woman. Rotten human. If that Dodgers player who got the COVID and then went back, uh, went back into the celebration with everybody. Yes. When will we know if that was a super spreader event? How long does that take? Like a week, week, two weeks? Well, it depends who gets tested because at their age, and and these guys are kids, man. A lot of these baseball players are in their early 20s. But they won't even know they're sick unless they get tested. Right. And with the series being over now, they don't really have... Uh, motivations to do daily testing, right. right? There's not. They might just to protect their family because they know about Justin Turner if they're bright enough to figure that out. I mean, they're not there because they're geniuses. They're good at catching and throwing and hitting. But uh, so it, it, it's really difficult to answer that question. I don't know. Oh, we were urged by a, a friend of mine to play uh, clip 18. This is the stirring uh, ceremony where the World Series trophy is awarded. 2020 is going to be remembered. That is the 20% capacity of fans. 2020 is going to be remembered as a baseball season like no other. Our clubs, and especially our players, were presented with an array of unique challenges. Boy, that's some spirited booing. Why are they booing him? Because commissioners suck. Boo! We're here to watch our team. I don't care about you middle management people. Because we're booing because he sucks. Boo! (laughs) You can't pause when they start to boo. It just encourages them. You got to keep going. Yeah, you got to pause. Maybe this will die out. (laughs) Just picture your paycheck and keep going. How do commissioners not know that yet? Nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid and I was super into sports and they'd have the woods and then they would bring up the owner. And I'm like, what? I want the, the star player. I don't want the owner. I don't right. care about the owner. The owner and the general manager. And then the commissioner. Boo! I don't boo too as an eight-year-old kid. Boo! You um, can't commission anything. Boo! A new How co- do you heckle a commissioner? 
I don't appreciate your administration. Uh. Boo. <laughs> a new COVID test I'm really excited about. I hope this gets approved. And this, uh, this would, you talk about a game changer. Got some important uh, Halloween stuff related to uh, costumes and candy that you probably should know. Mm. As remember, we learned last week that the least approved of candy by children is Boston baked beans. <laughs> so don't hand those out <laughs> to Why the kids. Why not? The name is appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Pizza chain Papa John's has announced that it'll begin offering a new cheeseburger pizza, which will feature a huge portion of seasoned beef, melty cheese, zesty pickles, and signature burger sauces. That story again. Papa John is back, and he is wasted. You got seasoned beef? <laughs> what? A Papa John's cheeseburger pizza. Okay, I give it a whirl. Um, I don't need a blank pizza. If it's a cheeseburger pizza, I just want a cheeseburger. Mm. If it's a taco pizza, give me a taco. If I want a pizza, I'm going to have a pizza. Stop making things into other things. Yes. In short. Stop making things into other things. Yes. <laughs> Needs to stop. It's a good rule. The world's whitest white has been invented. Paint is capable of reflecting heat back into space. Hmm. Take that, space creatures. So you're going to be able to t- paint the top of your house with the world's whitest white. Is that to help the global warming? Uh, yeah, and, you know, okay. keep the heat off your house. I'd like oh, to right. see it. Of course, yeah. It's capable of reflecting 95.5% of all light hitting it. Previously, the whitest whites were around 80%. I wonder what it looks like. I wonder if you can even look at it. Is it just just blinding? Yeah, I wonder. Well, that sounds like it's practically a mirror. Yeah. It sounds like, why, why don't we, we just be looking straight into the sun? Why don't we bl- put, pilots blinded all over America? <laughs> why don't, don't look down, Jim. Why don't we put mirrors on top of our homes? Is there a reason? Birds and poo on them. Maybe the expense? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Plus the glass. Glass ceiling seems problematic. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Hillary would be enraged yeah, for yeah. one. Yeah. As long as it keeps the women down. That's the important oh, oh thing. Oh, boy. Oh, unfortunate. Speaking of women, uh, Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday photo has the internet angry. Oh, Lord. Apparently she uh, was partying with friends on a private island, which made people very angry. If you are part of the internet that gets angry over these celebrity stories, I want you taken prisoner and i want your organs harvested because you're not using them i would agree i would agree if you're actually angry like you for real say something like that uh something like this you and your friends partying in a private island while people are struggling for money and food and dying of covid is disgusting like if you're actually bothered by that i agree you should be taken prison prisoner and your organs harvest i would like at the very least them to be drained of their blood and that to be given to uh accident victims i'm not you know i'm, I'm not sure that's you know kosher i'm not sure it you know it lives up to some of my libertarian leanings right to to grab people based on their opinions well and harvest a, their organs for others it, it could be a private uh, enterprise that does that i'm usually against slippery slope arguments but that does seem quite 
quite soapy and slippery. <laughs> watch your watch your footing. That's unbelievable. <laughs> the list of offenses included in the new Harvesting Organs Initiative include getting mad over stupid ass on the internet. <laughs> and then finally this. Somebody wrote into the New York Times for advice. My adult son moved in. It's a nightmare. Can I kick him out? <laughs> Last summer, our 30-something son lost his job and asked if he could move in with us and how long he could stay. I told him that it depended on how good a roommate he was. The answer has been terrible. He's moody and volatile. I live on edge because I never know when he's going to blow up. He kicked a hole in a solid wood door. He's called me many derogatory names, told me I was ugly and stupid. And if I don't remember something, he accuses me of lying. When my son is in a good mood, he's okay, but I never know what to expect. Would it be okay for me to kick him out? I feel bad about it. Honestly, I think when he's asleep, you need to harvest his organs. <laughs> Tie him down and harvest his organs. Are you needing a kidney? Is there something you need to tell us? Or? A liver, you idiot. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Uh, yeah, that's that's a terrible situation. I know, you read those that's stories. abusive. It, 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 I, I read it's it just because you read those all the time in those self-help sort of things. It's yeah. just, God dang it. Yeah, yes, kick him out. You don't have the confidence or whatever to recognize. Your son is just being a jerk, and he's being a jerk because you probably let him be a jerk his whole life. And, and he is a, he's a bad person. Oh, it's a shame terrible. when you raid a bad, raise a bad Good terrible, people terrible, raise terrible. bad people sometimes. Hunter, it happens. Hunter Biden. Hmm. Not sure how pure is the driven snow old man Joe is. Mm. Oh, I read one the other day. Uh, this guy's uh, teenage daughter was in is in love with the boy next door, and uh, and dad is against it. And the wife asks, "Why are you against it?" And he finally admits, "Well, you remember when we were kind of uh, taking a time out uh, sixteen years ago? Uh, that's uh, I knocked up the neighbor. Oh. That's uh, that's half of my kid." Right oh. There. And oh. nobody, nobody knew. Oh. And, and the wife's best friend, the next door neighbor gal, never said a word either. Oh. Oof. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, by the way, took in a lot of uh, texts on uh, what do you think's going on with the whole Biden laptop emails thing. And the, the, the majority of texts have some sort of three-dimensional chess theory that this is all part of a plan to end up with Kamala Harris as president. That the left is in on also. So, you know, I'm not saying I believe that. I don't believe that. But that's what... The most texts were about the some, calendars in on it too. Some sort of weird concern. <laughs> getting so Kamala Harris to be president. So the left, come on now, the left media is holding back on this until after the yep. election. Then yep. they'll drop it, yep. use it as justification to remove Correct. Biden. There you go. That's not implausible. It's not what I think the primary motivation is for ignoring the story. But it's a good backup for what if he's a crook? He's not going to be president very long. He's uh, practically dead. Said the young people of the newsroom. I, I would simply say that the quote-unquote radical left is not a as big of a fan of Kamala Harris as as many might think. She was a, she was not their their pony in the race. No, she didn't get much votes. No. Yeah, like, she, she was nobody's pony. Exactly. That's my point. That that, yeah. that, that she has some uh, underbelly of support looking to thrust her into the. That's, that's it why, seems odd. So it'd be so interesting if she ended up being president. I mean, she, she has no constituency. But anyway. 
Frank has pointed out that the fans were booing the commissioner of baseball because of the way he handled the Astros cheating thing, oh, which cost the Dodgers the World Series. Right, obviously. He let the players off the hook. Obviously. Good point, Frank. There you it's go. A, a great point. And we apologize to the entire listening audience for not coming up. We nailed it. Commissioners suck. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Zabadabba uh, do. Uh, Rebecca said she's uh, been listening to the show for 10 years, but turned us off today after you announced the defeat of President Trump. Uh, that's interesting. I uh, She's still listening you, right now, by the you, way. You e- Rebecca, you either need help with your hearing, and it happens to all of us as we age. That's fine. Or or you've gone around the bend, and, well, and we need your help. Yeah, I, I guess this appear, appears to be a thing, that people do not want to hear anything that is not positive news about this. I just, I want Trump to win. If there's something I could do to make Trump win, I would do it. But I think he's going to lose. Yeah, yeah. That's just what the polling shows. And if, and if the polling's wrong, then they got to do away with polling, because it just doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Indeed. Uh, the reason is there are so few and far between places to hear something good about this president that I don't need for you to add to the negative reporting. I'm sorry, but I am out. Uh, we reported that his approval numbers among active duty military members were down. Uh, okay. Uh, if you can't take that, this is probably not the show for you. That's why I'm starting up the Head in the Sand News Network, where we just <laughs> pretend like nothing's ever happening, and it's just all, what? hey, puppies on skis. and, and uh, <laughs> Skiing puppies? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but, Rebecca, I wish you well, and uh, God bless you and your family, and we part as friends. Bye-bye. A little bonus mailbag here. You can email us anytime you want, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe you uh, have an opinion you'd like to share. Maybe it's a link to something you think we ought to be talking about. Uh, this is a chilling, chilling note from Britt. Heard Sean challenge Jack with a football addiction versus video game addiction comparison. Jack's response of exercise Jog my memory. We have a friend whose son spent so much time indoors, uh, he enlisted in the military. Hmm. He went to boot camp. He was hospitalized with fractures of both of his legs due to low, low bone density and strength. And the military doctor told the young man's mom he sees this all the time. Really? Video game boys coming into training simply can't handle the weight and tax, uh, attacks to their bone structure. They're weak. Physically weak. Is there a different way to handle those people, though? Uh, I was talking to a, a woman I know the other day. She was in the military, but she was in for her computer. She, we got on the subject of she wasn't very good on the shooting range, and she really struggled with that and everything like yeah. that because her eyesight and various things. She said, but I was in the military for my computer skills. Right. And she said, if if I get down to where I got to shoot a gun, things have gotten really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and, the same with, and the same thing with a lot of these computer people. I'm thinking they're not going into the military are going to be used in the military for their bone strength. Anyway, if you can fly a drone better than anybody else from, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, wiping out Al-Qaeda members in the desert in Syria, I don't care what your bone strength is. It does seem awfully Civil War uh, era-ish that if somebody's like a gifted intelligence analyst, you'd kick him out because he can't do 50 push-ups. I mean, I want him looking at spy satellites. If our computer geeks who are trying to hack into the Chinese military computers um, are at the point where they're carrying 100-pound sacks up a hill, we're, we're so far down oh, yeah, the road of losing, it. who cares? Yeah, forget it. <laughs> it's time for, you know, hide your guns and, and wait for the insurrection. Is there is there an answer to that, military people? I'd, I'd be, I, I, it seems like you ought to have two different tracks. People or are five gonna, or ten. Yeah, but people are going to not do anything physical ever. Yeah. What the hell difference does it make? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Uh, is there another organization where 
like the Dodgers would uh, cut a promising shortstop because he just can't pitch. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm here to play shortstop. Actually, or like I if want... we were to fire all of the uh, the salespeople at the various radio stations were privileged to be on because they can't do an entertaining show. So they're not going to be asked to. Maybe they've already thought this through, and they probably have, but it seems like you ought to be recruiting computer geniuses and saying, look, you're never going to have to touch a gun. Yeah, robot designers. You'll never touch a gun. So if you're like, guns scare me, fine. We right. want you in the U.S. Army to do this thing. Well, yeah. you're going to be in. This is what your room is going to look like. You're going to sit at a table and type in a com- the coolest computers that exist on Earth. The, the the future of fighter pilots is much less Tom Cruise and Top Gun, and much more Fred Savage from from The Wiz. Uh, I don't know if you remember that video game movie, but I think like drone pilots are going to be the new fighter pilots. You're not yes. going to have to have the physical things that you used to have right. in order to fight wars. You have to be able to put up with 1G as you sit at your uh, your console there right. in New Mexico. Um, yeah, I mean, the military is an enormously complex organization, obviously, and the vast majority of people uh, in the military will never shoot a gun in anger. No. Even if we're at war. Even if we're at all out. Well, I suppose we'd recruit a hell of a lot more infantrymen. Um, but yeah, that is. Am I missing something obvious here? I don't know. Or is it just I'll tradition? Think, oh, that's my yeah, brother. I think about it's that. That's my guess. I Seems like a bad idea. If we got some four hundred pound guy who's the greatest hacker in the world, but is scared of guns and and just wants to eat Cheetos while he while he's hacking Chinese computers, let him do it. Yeah. Absolutely, taxpayer funded Cheetos. <laughs> Fine with me. Yeah. Fine with me. Of course, he'll be dead soon if he doesn't lose a little weight. So, but a lot you know. of good hacking until then. Oh, yeah, that's true. Burn bright, fat Cheeto man. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Better when she... to burn out than to, to fade away. <laughs> I thought it was funny when she said that, though. She said, if it gets to the point that I need to shoot a gun, we, we, we've got serious problems. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true that. True that. Because you're somewhere in the United States typing on a computer. If you need to be able to shoot a weapon at a certain number of yards accurately, we've, we're in bad shape. I know a woman, a young woman who is seriously investigating becoming a, a military attorney, but would have to clamber over high walls and Why? up and down ropes and the rest of it. Why? In case there's a fight with the judge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. In case you have to fight the other side. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, Maybe we'll get some answers that make it all make sense. Yeah. Just oh. like why they were buying, the, booing the commissioner and we couldn't figure it out. Uh, meanwhile, Sean, congratulations on getting through the uh, segment without both your legs breaking. <laughs> oh. I like video bone. games so much I force myself to work out so you, I don't become... You got that. the bone density of a sparrow over there. <laughs> Deanna says, uh, Joe, that's me. Hi, everybody. Please stop referring to Gavin Newsom, the governor of Cal Unicornia, as pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom. Every time you do, I get the heebie-jeebies picturing him. Well, first of all, and she has more to say, and it's great, but um, when I use that term, you are repulsed. Perhaps I'm better at my job than you give me credit for. That's the point. Anyway, at 40, as a 40-something woman who's had plenty of unwanted advances in my lifetime, Gavin sets off that creep radar that tells women to stay away. He reminds me of a pervy uncle that might rub your leg at Thanksgiving. Oh, jeez. He has shifty eyes and slick back greasy hair, and as a hairstylist, I can't go for that. No can do. <laughs> at 
excellent Hall and Oates reset. Thanks for the entertainment, Deanna. Right back at you, Deanna. Hilarious. That's funny. I mentioned handsome Gavin Newsom the other day in my household. My wife said, who thinks he's handsome? Pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom. Maybe guys think he's handsome and women don't. I've known people like that. Well, ladies, whether you want to email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or or text 415-295-KFTC, do you get the perv vibe? Oh, what kind of a... From what kind of... The, what is this? Governor, Gavin Newsom I disassociate myself what? from this. Why? What? It's a major political figure. Who gives Mr. a crap? Women, do you think he's some sort of predator? He Call works us. for me. <laughs> I wouldn't like you doing that about me either. I, I want to know if I've hired a perv. That's perfectly legitimate. Wow. I want to have you uh, listen. What are you, Blanche Dubois over there? Are you going to have the vapors? This is a. These are serious. T- this guy's assumed dictatorial powers over the most populous state in the union. Ladies, if you're and he may be a, 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 a niece. Thigh rubber. Yes, according you're to the Thanksgiving, and he was your uncle. What do you think would happen? Would you keep your thigh away from him? Guys, why does Dr. Fauci use a cloth mask? There That's a good question. Different kinds of cloth masks. There are. I have a feeling he has a good one, but we've had a couple of doctors weigh in and say, uh, guys, um,. Uh, different kinds of surgical masks uh, are the one is like 90% effect. Oh, there it is. Uh, surgical masks have an uh, American society testing and measuring level. The higher the level, the more fluid protection it provides. Level three blocks out 98% of fluids. Level two is 95. Almost the same level of protection. I had to internet search level one because I've never used it uh, as a doctor. Um, results stated in anywhere from no fluid resistance to 90% fluid resistance. I'll bet we Who have knew? some of those. We've got some masks that are so cheap and crappy. I, I don't use them partially because the little thing snaps off every time you try to put it on your head. Yeah. But I'll bet they don't do much good. Yeah, those are the cheapest ones that exist that don't even have elastic. They just have, like, stretchy fabric, and then they rip. Yeah. Uh, if you're concerned, N95 masks are actually respirators, which seal against the face to it better filter the air. It seems yes. like the medical masks that have the little wire in the top so you can form it around your nose would have to be better. Yeah. I've got a handful of N95 masks that I got. I think it was during the horrendous wildfires of a couple of years ago, and I was doing some like large-scale uh, sanding um, of, of painted surfaces. I'm glad I have those. If the, if the vid gets bad, I may go with that. Although the problem with those is they have exhalation uh, filters, the one I got from painting, which means it protects me, but not you poor bastards. So, uh, of course, if people don't know that, I get away with it. Anyway, moving along. Oh, we ought to take a break. Have an undecided voter defending himself. Okay. You you you, you said some harsh things about I undecided have. voters. Really irresponsible. He can stick around to hear this because he's got nothing else to do. He'd be unhirable. I'm not calling you a knee scroper or anything, but uh, that was out of line. You, for you can't. To... What What the hell are you doing if you're an undecided voter? Well, he will explain himself, okay. and you will apologize, too, mister. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Three witnesses we have before this committee today collectively pose, I believe, the single greatest threat to free speech in America. 
and the greatest threat we have to free and fair elections. Ted Cruz involved in the grilling of the tech media heavyweights. I don't know. I don't know where this is all going to go. They do control a tremendous amount of information. Yes. Yeah. And as we've learned in the uh, Joe Biden energy deal story, um, because that's what it's really about, the power to ignore a story uh, is enormous power if your media empire is big enough. But the libertarian view would be, well, something will come along to counter that. It just might not be as fast as you want. Yeah, in the way absolutely. In the way that Fox News came along and now dominates cable news because there'd been such an unchallenged lefty bias for so many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not for... I'm not for any particular action. I just... Why are you I for come, jailing uh, Mark Zuckerberg? And harvesting his organs, to be, you know, completely honest. Um, no, I, uh, I'm just for calling them out for what they are. I'm, I'm for informing people what they're dealing with. Uh, but we have, uh, we have... We're getting together some great tape. Jack Dorsey of Twitter, in, in particular, is in an indefensible position, having censored, actively censored the New York Post story. Paul, the undecided voter, uh, writes... Uh, I'm an undecided voter who does not identify as a dullard. Yeah, I believe you suggested that anybody who's undecided at this point is indeed a dullard. Few dullards self-identify as such. Yeah, it's almost uh, it's almost a self-indictment. Yeah, I'm un- I am undecided not because I don't know who to vote for, Trump, but because I don't want to have to lie to all my liberal friends about who I voted for. I'm a 29-year-old political science major born and raised in Seattle, Washington, and also a closet conservative. The vast majority of my cherished friends group is very outspoken about their hatred for Trump. And I can only smile and nod so much before being forced to share my true opinions. These people mean the world to me, even though we don't see eye to eye on anything political, which should be normal. In the past, I voted libertarian not as a protest vote, not only as a protest vote, but also to avoid these partisan discussions. I don't want to lose any friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, none of your blanking business, it's a secret ballot for a reason, is a perfectly reasonable uh, reaction. Or lie to them if you feel like it's that big a deal. Yeah, or get better friends. But (laughs) um, I'm not saying that most undecided voters aren't dullards, but that the partisan times we live in make it hard for all people to be decided about who to vote for when the pen meets the paper. I don't know if I've ever had a friend ask me who I voted for. Oh, gosh. Uh... Certainly not. That's kind of come up. Certainly not a common thing. No, I don't remember ever asking anybody. In the meantime, who'd you vote for? I can't imagine asking that. Yeah, that's galling. That's it's intrusive. And how much do you make? How often you and your wife have sex? Right. How big is your unit? (laughs) In the meantime, I'll keep trying not to WTWFON wave the white flag on life. A lot of us (laughs) feeling a little woofon (laughs) these days. Um, that's a little obscure. Um, actually, this is a good illustration of the differences in judicial philosophies that are floating around out there. It's a nice note from Jordan. Some quotes from the justices on extending voting deadlines. There are a number of cases. There are hundreds of cases being filed right now having to do with voting rights and when people count the ballots and how soon and how late they can come in and still be counted. Just states all over the country. There have been a couple of big decisions in Pennsylvania and Michigan. I'm sorry, in um, in Wisconsin. Um, but uh, Jordan writes, I don't see how Elena Kagan's argument in School of Thought holds any water and is considered a legitimate position to take. Um, 
She said, as the COVID pandemic rages, the court has failed to adequately protect the nation's voters, meaning she believes the court should have the right to rewrite voting laws. When it's clearly established by the Constitution, the state legislatures are in charge of that. Uh, Neil Gorsuch, on the other hand, said no one doubts that conducting national election amid a pandemic poses serious challenges, but none of that means that individual judges may improvise with their own election rules in place of those the people's representatives have adopted. That is the difference between a conservative justice and a liberal justice. It's not about the outcome. It's about the way they see their job. I think that's a great illustration of that, Jordan. Thank you for sending it. And this note from a uh, motorcycle toy run, an annual tradition, Mm. they have declared it, uh, because they were told that they couldn't do it, they've declared it an Elves Live Matter protest. Oh, boy. So the bull spit COVID rules are exempted. Leave it to bikers to find a way around a Mussolini's reign of terror. Californians, apparently. They weren't going to let people ride motorcycles outdoors? It's an assembly. Mm. A novel assembly. Or something. A gathering, which we learned is... It's when people are in the same place at the same time, according to the definition given to us by the state. (laughs) So if I'm there, leave, and somebody comes an hour later, that's a gathering? Yes, it is. Whoa, no, wait now. No, that is not a gathering. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this going to be on the test? Now, if I'm at home and Jack is here at the same time, that is... No, I'm sorry. That is not a gathering. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Oh, golly. Uh, Almost makes you want to wave the white flag on life. Huh? So, I believe... Is it the Sunday after Thanksgiving? It's the biggest travel day of the year and getaway day the Wednesday before is crazy and everything like that. I suppose that won't be much this time around, huh? Uh, it is. It's well. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it so happens that we're meeting Little D, uh, our our youngest, for a little uh, celebration. She's flying Thanksgiving Day because it's much cheaper and easier mm, than the previous I've done, day. I've done but that. that's a reduced number of flights too. So, not sure. Armstrong and Getty.